act like you're surprised. Hello, and welcome to Extreme Tasting League Scotch Edition. I'm your host, Dave. And I'm Cedius, because we're without Perrin. Uh, he sadly was on a trip that uh, just ended tonight, and he is knackered, as, as they say. So as they say. Was, was it a sad trip? Uh, I don't believe so. I, his wife was also on the trip, and they okay. generally don't take sad trips together. So I, I imagine it was a good trip, but they are now tired. The end result is we're sad. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, we're happy because we're happy. we get to we get to drink something special tonight. Oh. Yeah, me and me and your parent, you're not here. <laughs> but, but before we get to that, we 75, have a guest. Dave. Oh, shoot, that too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are episode 75. Thank you, CDS. We have a guest. Say hi, guest. Hello, I am guest. Uh, I am Jonathan Ford. I am a musician. I play in a band called Rear Window, and I also make electronic music as Dissociate. And hey, everybody. Dave's responsible for the guest this time. Yes. Check that shit out. <laughs> so he's completely at fault for anything unbecoming that I might say. Uh, I don't no, think... it's, more, it's more that I, I brought a guest. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. 75 episodes in. You're number... Am I number yeah. one? Two? Two. Two. Two, I think. Two. Maybe three. Well, it depends. Are, are the one, the other one that you're counting, are you still counting Stomberg? Because you weren't entirely responsible for Stomberg. That was the reason he said yes. <laughs> I'll give you three quarters But it's okay So I'm 1.75 No, 2.75 2.75 So who's the other one? I don't know I thought Sauber was the one I was counting <laughs> We'll have to review uh, the archives That's right We'll figure it out you, you, you listeners who've been with us the entire time The three of you that are there how would you tell us? Because I'm pretty sure Dave doesn't have anybody he can claim besides Stomberg, and I'm not even sure he should get full credit. I get, so. credit, I get credit for Stomberg. Jeremy, you'll, you'll, you'll back me up on this. He doesn't listen. Shh. <laughs> <clears throat> well, we have, we have to buy play for three uh, with only two tonight, so... Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. Yeah. Anyway. So, Cedius, tell us what we're drinking. Well, we are drinking something that came special packaged with one of the Dalmores we've had previously. This is the Dalmore 1263 King Alexander III. And it smells fantastic. Mm. I can smell it from yeah. here. It, uh, mm. it has a very pretentious name, this, this expression. And, and it came in a very yeah. pretentious vial. Yes, it, because this was a sampler, uh, it came in a 50 mil vial that we are splitting three ways. <laughs> um, so the nose and, and you know, the, the nose is going to be relatively easy to do. The tasting, though, we're going to be taking the tiniest sips of it neat and then adding the water and then taking the tiniest of remaining sips with it wet. We might just have to dip our tongues in it. So this, mm. this is just going to be... Hopefully we'll get enough out of this, um, but yeah, it, it, as Dave pointed out, the nose is uh, is strong. It was that that nose we were getting his <clears> mention <throat> was that's from the table. So now now we're bringing it to our faces. All right, it's got that standard kind of Dalmore fruit cakiness to it. I was gonna say it's more butterscotch. I I would be uh, inclined to to lean towards that butterscotch as well. Oh, there's there's also a butterscotch note, but Dal, Dalmore. Well, actually, those are the two signature notes that we kind of get out of out of the Dalmores generally. Mm-hmm. Is some of them go a little bit more to the fruitcake, and some go a little bit more to the to the butterscotch. The the Grand Reserva, I think, touched first on the butterscotch and then kind of faded to cake. Where this one's doing the opposite to me. You know, in my thirty nine years on this planet, I don't think I've ever had fruitcake, and <laughs> that is probably to your benefit, sir. Okay. I mean, I, I I've been at cheap Christmases. So <laughs> just, this is the thing. 
I mean, it, it's cliche, and there's there's one of those things that really you should try to have in your pop culture repertoire, but mm-hmm. it's not something you have to experience or want to. Yeah. What is it you have on the side of your water bottle? I don't know. That's, That's your you you uh, get, you got it. No, it's it's just something on the plastic. It won't affect your water. It's on the outside. I'm not sure what that is. It's crusty, whatever it is. It's like a bird bottle. flew by. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. But. Uh, <clears throat> Well, he's just opening no, the water. Just, yeah, I'm yeah, just opening okay. the water. Yeah. Uh, trying to see if there's anything past the butterscotch and fruitcake. It's definitely sweeter than oh, a yeah. lot of the scotches mm-hmm. that I've experienced. Um, I, I, I'd have the disclaimer I haven't had that many scotches, maybe five to ten maximum. Yeah, that's plenty. All right, yeah. I'm going to engage one of those running jokes. Mm-hmm. For the butterscotch, I'm getting more butterscotch disc than butterscotch pudding. Um. To, to, to put a, a finer point on it, you know those you know those butterscotch discs you get at Halloween. It's like the oh, rock candy. Like we're talking rock rocks candy. here. Yeah, that that that's that's the butterscotch. Were, were there's originals? Were there's no, original. that that's higher quality. This is this is the. I'm yeah, getting, is, we're talking is, plastic pumpkin, not grandpa's pocket. I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm getting cheap butterscotch candy for the butterscotch note. Yeah, yeah, it's, I, I would totally agree with that actually. All right, going in for sips. Okay, that was smooth. It's very smooth. Mm. Very bright. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Good adjective. Yeah. Good adjective. I, I tend to, to make things analogous to uh, sound and the frequency spectrum, so bright tends to be trebly. This actually came up at lunch. So uh, I, I have a friend, also named John, who I go to lunch with once a week, and we were in the Skyways downtown and uh, stopped for some cheap Chinese food, and he had a curry bowl, and well, Usually, if you're going for curry, you might want to gravitate more towards Thai or Indian, but, you know, great mm-hmm. Chinese mm-hmm. place. And uh, it was a very bright, thin curry, kind mm. of a yellowish curry, and my reaction to it was that it was lacking mid-range. <laughs> so it just didn't have the full body that you're looking for. But uh, this, very bright, evaporates, kind of cheery. Pretty light on the palate. Yeah. It's got some nice smoke on the on the on the finish and the, the back end of the palate mm-hmm. and the finish, but you do get that butterscotch on the on the palate. I'm also getting a little mm-hmm. bit of the fruitcake, but maybe that's because I'm looking for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm like I'm not feeling the like I can feel that there's there's something fruity, but see, I was of, I was getting honestly more of the cake part of the fruitcake than the fruit part of the fruitcake. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But maybe because the flavors are so mixed, it's gonna be. I guess what it is is there's a little bit of that gingerbready spice to it just just the barest hint of it flavoring the butterscotch yeah just kind of blossoms as it evaporates in the mouth and i would say along with that smoke i'm getting just a hint of, of a little bit of like a black pepper at the start of the finish mm. yeah 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 it fades by the mid but and it yeah oh, it kind of lingers for me like the black pepper lingers on the tip of my tongue mm. so i'm not getting much of anything on the tip of my tongue i'm getting more on the sides mm. and the back but that might just be a difference in how we how we swallow. Well, I swish it around in my mouth so that it... I had the smallest pour of the three, so I didn't feel like I, I could really take enough in to do a good swish. Swishing yeah, was a luxury yeah. that we could not afford. Yeah, I'm running down to a very small amount left, and mm-hmm. yeah, <clears throat> if it weren't part of the show, I would not add water to this. Yeah, no, this this was right. this is very good to start with. Uh, yeah, I mean, thus far, 
Grand Reserva has been my favorite of the Dalmores. This one has a, a decent chance of giving it a run. This is very tasty. Okay. All right. So, so you're bottle capping it? Yeah, and I would literally try to get as little water in that bottle cap as possible. But, um, I'm just touching it with like a drop or two because there's okay. just so little in here. Somebody lost the eyedropper. <laughs> no, somebody ate the eyedropper. I did not lose it. And they're not referring to me, the guests, they're referring to cats. Yes. Well, Although we don't, we don't really know, know that it wasn't you who snuck in and chewed on the eyedropper. You no, know, it's the cats are a convenient alibi. I get <clears throat> well, other than the fact that I did actually see Trill chewing on the stopper end. Ah, <laughs> the scapegoat. Yes. Alright, that just that little touch of water, the nose, I mean, I'm getting water in the nose now. I mean, the butterscotch yeah, is coming through completely clear. But I've yeah, lost the fruitcake. Yeah, I'm just getting... And the butterscotch got muted, cheaper. Muted, noted, mm. muted notes of butterscotch. Yeah. Yeah, the butterscotch got cheaper. Not, not, so it's more not, dollar not, store impulse. Not, 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 now it's Lifesaver's butter rum. Mm, mm. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I was really kind of afraid of that. It loses its smoothness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it got a little sharper. It's uh, interesting because... Uh, it's, it's so bright, but it, it's... Yeah. it's I can feel it now. So it's warming going yeah. down where it wasn't before. Yeah, you can you can feel the alcohol a little bit more than you could before. Uh, it's interesting because I, I normally take scotch on the rocks or with a little bit of water, but this is one where I would want to have it neat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Which is against what I normally do, but just based on our observations here, it, it does lose its power and prominence by mm -hmm. adding that water. So it's rare because a lot of the scotches I have, they get smoother as it gets a little more water into it. But this one's kind of the opposite effect. If we had more to play mm. with, I'd consider adding more water to see what more water does to it. But I don't want to make it any worse. What's the case uh, worse. APV on that? I will see if it says. I think that it does. I swear that it has to. Like, there are laws and stuff. Uh, it, it is a 40. Okay. Okay. So, by definition probably one that's designed to be neat. I, yeah. I would think so. Because so, uh, what's the average, about 44, 45? Uh, well, it ranges anywhere from 40 to 58. Okay, because I've seen so. cask strength ones around 57. Right, that, so. that, that's okay. about the high end. The, the, okay, the, gotcha. The, the, the base end is, is the, the general range is 40 to 46, and then you'll have a, a mid-tier that'll be the 48s to 50s, and then you'll mm -hmm. have the 52s mm -hmm. and higher for... Typically, I think you can find a cast strength that's still considered like high 40s, like 48. But okay. Depends on the distiller yeah. and, and, and what it is, but yeah, I, that, that's true. I mean, cast strength is whatever it is coming out of the barrel, so I mean, right, right. depending. Still very decent. Yeah. The pepper picks up a little bit with the finish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With it wet, but outside of that, it's, it's a... The taste didn't change dramatically other than to lose the fruitcake cheapen the butterscotch, up the pepper, and, and give me, you know. Oh, and the, the smokiness of it kind of went away too and became more peppery um, after after it being wet. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with it, but I definitely loved it neat and yeah. found it slightly better than average wet. Yeah, it's unfortunate there was so little of that one and even more mm -hmm. unfortunate that I don't know that I've seen a full bottle of it anywhere. Yeah. Mm. So now I'm gonna have to go looking. Mm -hmm. And I'm expecting it to probably be a pricey oh, bottle. Like in the 100 range, 200? Hmm. 
four hundred somewhere. I could, I could easily see this one being one that retails for two fifty or higher. Okay. I mean, not based on taste, but just based on the fact that it's rare. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I mean, based on taste, if it was a hundred dollar bottle, I'd still definitely consider giving it a go. But um, so, so this is going to be one of those unique things for us. We have no idea at this time what this would cost because I've not seen it in a full bottle, and I got the fifty mil, like I said, as part of the as part of the package. I believe with the with the cigar malt when I bought it. Might have been with the fifteen year. I, I don't recall. All I, know is, all I know is a package. Yes. Well, we've been talking about drinking it for a while. Yeah. We've just never found a good place to do it in. So, mm -hmm. also... There are, it, no, there are no pretentious readings. There's no pretentious readings. They have uh, no pretentious notes. Because there, there's so very little on the vial. I mean... 40% alcohol by volume. Yeah, I mean, it's got the name Highland Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, the Dullmore, uh, yeah, government warning. I mean, there's, there's just nothing here. <laughs> And so, I mean, is, is referring to itself as royalty, is that, a, is that a common thing or an uncommon thing in the Scotch world? So I've seen a lot of the Glen whatevers, like right, yeah. So, so typically there's, and you'll, you'll get, you'll get the gist of it mm -hmm. in the next, the next couple bottles, I'm sure, or the next one. Uh, usually they, they, they talk, sometimes there's a king. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's not. Sometimes they talk about the hills and the water mm -hmm. and the shire and whatever, <laughs> you know, uh, hobbits going to fight the dragon, things right, like that. Right. I mean, that's that's all very scotchy stuff. Yes, yes, it's all very scotchy stuff. So they sometimes they talk about everything other than the taste of the actual scotch, which is sometimes the right thing for them to do. Yes. <laughs> like, we're going to talk about how cool we are and not how bad this tastes. The power of branding. Mm-hmm. So, having listened to our show, you understand how the, the rating system works. But Dave's going to oh, go yes. over it again anyway. That's yes. right. For any new listeners that we may have. Uh, we're a one to five scale. Five is the best shit you've ever had in your mouth. One is a war crime. Three is average. Mm-hmm. And Cedius will begin. Because my mouth is full. <laughs> and it's sweet, sweet revenge. Neat. This was awesome. Uh, I, I, I liked it an awful lot. Wet, it just it it lost some of, of what was there, but it was still what it was, just a little bit more burny. It was warming, so if I wanted something warming, if I wanted to drink it slower, I could add just that touch of water to make me pace myself. Mm -hmm. But honestly, I wouldn't want to do that. I'd want to have it neat. Uh, and so I'm going to score it purely on the neat score. And I really dug this. Uh, I'm giving it a 4-3. That is high praise. I, I Well, Dalmar has been pretty solid for me. I, I, I like what they do. Um, there's, there have been a couple that, that didn't speak to me very well, but the the Grand Reserva, I think I scored a four, and I think if I scored it now, I would probably score it higher, just because of how I was being very conservative with my scores in the mm -hmm. beginning. Mm -hmm. I would probably give it a four four, uh, maybe even a four five. Um, I do think the Grand Reserva overall wins mostly because I suspect price point would be a factor. And yeah. I imagine this will be considerably more expensive, and therefore, for as good as it and is, and impossible to find, and hard right, to find. Right. Grand Reserva, easy to find, very good, fifty-five dollar bottle. I mean, yeah, it's hard it, to say no to it's that. It's hard to say no to that. Um, so, all factors considered, the Grand Reserva wins. But on a pure taste level, I think this might edge it out a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I, I echo most of Cedius's notes on on this one. This was really tasty, neat. It was 
decently tasty wet, but, you know, I got to admit, I had a hard time not just drinking the whole thing neat to avoid having to, having to wet it down. That being said, I don't feel like I got, I don't feel like I got cheated. I, I don't feel like I got the best experience out of it for having it be wet, but if I asked for this neat at a bar and they handed it to me with, with a rock in it, I, I wouldn't send it back. But as, as that is, uh, I'm gonna also going to score it neat, and I think I'm just going to give it a four. That's kind of what I expected out of you, but I wasn't sure. Maybe, maybe you'd be a little bit more generous to it, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's solid. I mean, it's something that, given the right price, I'd be happy to have this in my, in my collection. Uh, not knowing the price, and we'll probably never know the price, you know, it's hard to say. But it's definitely that it's something that if it was a, even if it was semi-reasonably priced, it'd be worth worth having. If only someone had a smartphone and would connect to the internet. I drew mine over there so they wouldn't make noise. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and and my machine is doing the recording, so we, I could take one for the team. We're, guys. During the break, we're, we're we're playing with our standard research, so maybe we'll get back to you next month or uh, in two weeks with uh, with what the uh, price point was. So. Jonathan. Yeah, um, not having the vastly larger frame of reference that you guys have, um, I would say that this one stacks up very well against the scotches that I've had in my life. Again, having it neat. I don't typically drink booze neat. This one I would, and that's getting extra points for me there, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go 4.2. Yeah. So the overall answer is neener neener, Perrin. <laughs> <laughs> You chose poorly. It was delicious. But well, thank it you. Because, matter because if he was here, I was saying because because if, if if you've been here, we wouldn't have tasted it, and so we wouldn't know. So, for for everybody else at this table, you chose well. Mm-hmm. For me, you chose poorly because I would have had it to myself otherwise. <laughs> so I guess it's it's my own damn fault. But uh, while Dave's doing some investigations since he decided to go get his phone. Uh, Jonathan, give us a little bit more about uh, what it is that you do around town. Okay. Um, as soon as I finish this bit of cheese and cracker. Yeah, we're, we're, we're all about stuffing our faces here mm-hmm. because, you know, there's only three of us instead Whoa, of four, so there's, there's, there's more stuff to eat per person. <clears throat> okay. Um, yeah, I've been involved in the theater and arts and music community since college back in the 90s at the U of M, and... Um, I've done some sound design for some various theater performances. Also been doing electronic music as dissociate since 2001. And um, working on a new album right now, so I guess that would be the thing I'd be pimping. This thing that's not quite done, but right, yeah. in the near future. Uh, we're looking at releasing probably a nine-song album. Um, if you were at the How Job show last August, you may have seen me open there. That was a cool high point opening for uh, an artist that I respect and admire a whole lot. And um, also playing guitar in a band called Rear Window, uh, kind of Peter Gabriel-esque piano, proggy, pop rock. And uh, you might remember me from the band Stellar Vector, which was a bit more electro rock. Oh yeah. And you also were a DJ on the K. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, back in college, I was a co-host of The Descent on Radio K. You might have heard us on Saturdays playing all that spooky, kooky music that you have come to know and love. And, uh, yeah, still keep in touch with Eric and Mike from the show. Uh, Eric is a fantastic GM for Pathfinder. Uh, my wife and I <laughs> are in a campaign, a Pathfinder campaign right now with him and his, his wife. And, uh, yeah, good stuff. General geekery. That's what, nice. that's what we do. Sadly, I haven't had a chance to be in a game in some time, and then Dave and I used to LARP together, and yes. that, oh, nice. that scene, the particular LARP scene we were in, has kind of collapsed in on itself. Um, there are aspects of it that are still around. There's there. aspects still around, um, but the, the, the sad truth is, is our, our heyday was about a decade ago, uh, before people had, you know, families yeah. and lives and real mm-hmm. jobs. And all that other nonsense. So uh, gets in the way of all the fun. I know, right? It does. And then some of us volunteer for too many things and have no time of the day to have any fun whatsoever. <laughs> I'm gonna stop lamenting for myself now. <laughs> you have a really sweet podcast, though. Well, thank you for saying. Appreciate that. Well, you guys gave me scotch, so <laughs> well, that is true. Right? <laughs> I'm complimenting the hell out of you guys tonight. So, well, Dave, Dave, Dave gets off easy. I'm the one who has to do post-production, so <laughs> that is true. Which is mostly editing out his Shatnerisms. Are there a lot of those? Oh, I don't ever do that. But when he exaggerates like that, I get to leave it in, so it's great. Right. Yes. It's a, it's all the little ums, and then moving on that I I I always I always kind of try to cut, try to trail it too so that it'll mm-hmm. sound broken if he if he cuts it. Oh which yeah, mean, which means I have to cut it from the back half forward versus the forward. You know, I, mm-hmm. it is harder though. So he is right to he, he's a pain <laughs> in the ass. We'll just have to make sure that we're talking over each other just enough. Uh, to, there's nothing I can do about that. Yeah. So that that just that just plays, and. Sounds bad and sounds like we can't have a conversation even though we're looking at each other and have like physical cues to say shut the fuck up at each other. So Yeah. You know well, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say you we can do bigger pours again, Dave. But he actually did do a, a reasonable pour this time. I, I just had to tease him. Yeah. The pour we're getting now is about twice what we had last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and not just because we've got more, it's just because that's what a normal sized pour for us is. Yeah, that's about right. Mm-hmm. So, for those of you listening at home who can't see the bottle, and for John who hasn't gotten to see the label, we are drinking the Glen Goyne. Glen Goyne? I don't know. Ask Brian Cox on YouTube. All right. Yes. Ask Brian Cox. It'll be great. 17. Age 17 years. Now, is this a special finish or is this just a straight 17? Um, I think it's just a straight 17. Okay. Which is, it's a, it's a Highland, and you'll notice that it is. Crazy dark for a Highland. Highlands are usually of a lighter color. Yeah, this this, this, this one's got a deep amber. Yeah, going on. Um, um, and actually, to to to, to say, the the King Alexander was a lighter amber, but certainly was was fairly dark for a Highland. Yeah, and this is. Although actually, I'm pretty sure Dalmore's actually a space side, but don't quote me because it's been a while. Look it up yourselves. We, we've, we've pointed people to Malt Madness before, so maltmadness.com, they'll tell you where what region something falls in. Oh, and uh, while we're at it, the uh, King Alexander, uh, I found a bottle for $126 online. Hmm. Uh, however, 
that was in the Netherlands or something like that. So who knows what kind of taxes you're going to have to pay to get it out there. And whether and you won't have to pay that, so that'll probably get deducted off the cost. But then you'll have to pay shipping if they ship to the U.S., which is actually very hard to ship booze internationally, mm. or at least into the U.S., um, because legally you have to pay import tariffs. I found a place in New York that would sell for 186 So And they had a website for shipping. That's, nah. So that's probably the better the better deal than trying to import it. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. so it was a little cheaper than we expected, but not much. Yeah. It, it's pretty much, it pretty much fell where we expected it to. So when Dave had the port going, since I, I sit immediately to his left, I, I was getting a, some, some decent nose on it. It's not as strong as the last one was, though, uh, comparatively. I mean, there's twice as much in my glass, and it's still slightly weaker. But also, we, we started nosing things, so no. mm-hmm. um, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have Jonathan hand me something that's behind him. Did you hand Yeah. Easter's um, we, 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 we forgot to put the uh, the coffee reset out on the table. So, <laughs> so coffee cards are actually good for resetting your nose. Okay. So, you kind of... And I love sniffing coffee. Well, well perfect. Yeah. Well, this, this is, it, it's not what... It's, it's not the taster's choice it says it is, but it's it's still relatively cheap ground coffee. So, mm. it's not like it's... It is not from True Stone Coffee. No. It is cheap coffee. Okay. But True Stone Coffee is great coffee. That is fantastic coffee. And I just got my fiance a coffee grinder so she can actually use it. Now. And I'm, I'm going to say in the regular episode, rather than a tacked on thing, uh, they have set up for us, if you go to truestonecoffee.com, uh, you can use coupon code SCOTCH for 10% off your order. Nice. There is no limit. And... From what he told me, the coupon will just exist. So wow. uh, this, is, this is not a limited time offer. I mean, eventually it might go away if they forget why it was there. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep on Scott to make sure he doesn't forget. And uh, if you keep placing orders with that code, the, the more that code gets used, the more likely it is to continue to exist. So uh, be sure to order from TrueStoneCoffee.com with coupon code Scotch. So I, I ran across. So I was at my, I was at my work, and I was I was outside with some friends getting some fresh air, and I see a True Stone delivery van. Aha! Uh-huh. And so of course I had to go up to see if it was one of our former guests, which it was not. But uh, apparently they were very, very happy with coming on the show and told their other drivers about us. So, awesome. Cool. Yeah. So they were very happy to. Uh, to hear and said they were going to listen to the episode. Very good. I don't know if you listened to the True Stone episode. But I listened they, to some of it, yeah. Oh, they, they made us coffee. Yeah. No, that was, no, that's nice. That was really cool. Yeah. And the, the, the setup that Tyler had in the in the kitchen was, was most impressive. Yes. Oh. Oh, how did they brew it? Did they? Uh, it was a pour over method, so. Yeah. It, uh, I took a picture of it. It's so, uh, like, if you were the, getting like. The picture, the picture will get added to the show notes. Okay. Um, it's not there as of yet. Because uh, I posted in a hurry, um, <laughs> as is often the case. I'm so busy right now; it's just stupid. So, um, but no, he uh, basically had a little teapot mm-hmm. that he had. Then that he made. cooked it to the that he, that he heated the water to the perfect temperature. Oh, actually, he heated the water in my electric water kettle and poured it into the. Okay. Uh, but on top of the teapot, so pour, so basically the, the coffee, um, he he poured through. Um, basically, he has, he has a little, I don't know what you call it, but he put it on top of the teapot, okay. and that's what was holding the coffee grounds. And so he poured the water, and he would like 
make sure the water was evenly dispersed at the coffee grounds that it was going through. It, 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 was, it was quite a detailed setup. The, the, the pictures or picture that will get added to the show notes from their episode uh, does a much better job of describing <laughs> what it looks like than I can. Uh, I'm not an author and therefore I'm no good at describing things. Oh, okay. Um, and then he poured over so that the, the grounds got the right amount of water at the mm-hmm. right time. Wow. And it, it, like this on the bottom is a scale. Okay. And it's got a timer, or it's got a, 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 a count-up clock on it, as well as the weight. So, like, he knows exactly when to stop, but it was, you know, thermometer and everything. It was just amazing. I appreciate the precision. Yeah, oh, we, it was we, we, we refer- fantastic yeah. to watch. I, 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 wish believe, I, I believe Scott referred to it as Tyler's little chemistry set. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah, mm-hmm. it, was, it, was, it was well worth... Uh, Trey was the gentleman who I ran across okay. outside my work. I'm glad that the... Uh, the guests enjoyed being here and they're spreading the word and, and hopefully we'll uh, have some customers come through for you from our show. I know, I'm going to check their website out. Oh, their coffee was just amazing. Nice. Like, understand that he I don't like coffee, coffee dirt water. Okay. Like, I hate coffee. Like, my idea of a, of, of a, cup, a good cup of coffee is to put about two fingers of creamer in there mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. pour the coffee in. Sure. Because I, I just... It's free at my work, so I just I just want the caffeine, and I don't want to have to pay a couple dollars a day. So when I say that this was really good coffee, mm-hmm. like There's I actually to that like standard. I actually enjoyed it and could see drinking it straight. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'd like to think that that's that is high praise. Yeah, it was. I'd, I'd take it as such. So good. For like you know nine thirty at night when I could only have a little bit. <laughs> exactly. Because I'm like oh, I, I got concerned when you're saying you you drink office coffee because mm-hmm. we have office coffee on our floor mm-hmm. and uh, I refer to it as offy because it's awful. Sure. And uh, I just have it in my mind that most free office coffee is going to tend to be more towards the offy oh, side of no, things. No, but it doesn't. It doesn't matter. I just yeah. dislike coffee. Sure. So, I usually bring one of those giant thermoses, just filled completely with coffee. I think it has eight cups in it, and uh, I usually have it done by about two o'clock in the afternoon. I just pour myself a little, pour myself a little coffee shots throughout uh, the day. Yeah, seriously, check out check out Truestone. Truestone, yes, make fantastic, fantastic beans. But let's talk about our uh, Glendonier. Yeah. Yeah. Or Glen Goyne, or whatever it is, 17. Glen Goyne. Uh, you know, I, I'm really just getting caramel out of it. Yeah. And it's very polite. Yeah. And not, you know, it's not nearly as forward as... I, I, I sense that there might be a little sharp alcohol on, on, on the front when we sip. I'm not there yet. I'm looking to see if I can tease Dave as saying it's a caramel apple and <clears throat> have him tease me back with the apple thing, but... It's really just a strong caramel, as he said. There's a hint of something behind it, but I'm... I already drank, so you're... It, it may still be a, a, a light fruit of some kind, but... I get I get the, the black pepper and, and a bit of alcohol burn on it. This is not as smooth as the Dalmore was. For being 17 years, honestly, I, I, expect, I expect a little bit more. If I had ordered this at the bar... After looking at something that's at age, age 17 years, I'd, I'd, be a, I'd be a touch disappointed. This isn't very complex. 
If the alcohol is not quite as sharp as I was expecting. Um, oh, but it's there. But it's there. Um, it did kind of catch the back of my throat, which is why my voice sounds a little weird right now. I'm definitely getting the pepper in the finish as a strong flavor, not just a hint. There, it's yeah, no, it's it's that the dominant the, flavor of, mm-hmm. of, of the finish. Yeah, there's not much else to say about that. I'm I'm, I'm going to do what the other gentleman done I'm already on the water and. No, I'm just hoping I can find something in this. Like there's the pepper's yeah. coming. The pepper's coming out now in the nose. Now I want to make it clear. I I actually enjoyed the finish as peppery as it was. Oh uh, yeah, I don't no, know. No, the only thing. I mean, it, it, it was there. It's just it's very one trip. Yeah, it's um, it's, it's very one note. Uh, yeah, the pepper was not something that made me go Ugh, or anything like that. But it was it was very pronounced. Yeah, I I. I We'll also go so far as to say, I, I won't say I, I, I disliked it, to, to, to clarify, it certainly wasn't exciting, but yeah, it's, it's very simple, there's not there's not much going on with it, which is, yeah. And, and Dave's right, a 17 year, you'd think it'd be a little, little bit smoother. If I, if I ordered this at a bar, I'd think that they swapped it out on me with a 12. Or even something a little cheaper. Yeah. Like well, it's weird. Maybe like a twenty dollar bottle of something. Well, what's weird is, is, is well, maybe that's being a bit hard. I, I think that's being a bit yeah. harsh because this this isn't this isn't bad. It's what what I will say is having just the other night had another glass of the uh, the nineteen ninety six, which was a fourteen year pour. That was far smoother than this. So I I don't know why the three extra years in the wood roughed it up. But yeah, it's it's. Not not nearly as good as I thought the the fourteen year was. Oh man! Thinking about my frame of reference, I tend to lean more towards the the heavier peated, smoky scotches. The fact that this one is a Highlands, those are typically less smoky, correct? Correct. I think in lieu of the smoke, I would want something smoother. I would find that more enjoyable. Like this one, like you guys mentioned, has the emphasis on that peppery. Mm-hmm. kind of bites and uh, just seems like it needs a little something else going on and it's just not there yeah at least for me no I mean, I, this this could be all preference on my part well as it yeah. happens Dave and I share your preference yeah <laughs> but I, I did a quick reset and going back into it wet it's it's not nearly as potent for mm-hmm. sure I'm getting a hint of smoke with the pepper um, in the nose, but yeah, I mean the the pepper certainly comes out where it was a non-entity before. Still a little bit of the caramel in the nose too, but not nearly as heavily. Like I was kind of expecting that that sweetness to cover my tongue a bit more, but instead it just kind of evaporates into that bitey peppery yeah. experience. And sadly, on the palate, and in the early part of the finish, it's now got a medicinal note that wasn't there before. Yeah, it really does. It's kind of a a sad little. It's just sad. Like this is a sad scotch. It really wants to be more. And I accidentally glanced at the tasting notes. So because there was a card in there, and I didn't realize the card had the tasting notes. And then I looked down and I'm like, oh crap! I just read the tasting notes. <laughs> so spoilers. Right. So it. I shit you not. It wants to be more, as we will find out soon. Hmm. I'm still getting some pepper in the finish, um, and on the in the late part of the palate, getting a mid-range in the finish. I'm getting a malty, smoky bit, 
Well, yeah, there's a li there's a touch of smoke, but there's some other flavor that I'm having a hard time describing. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm mostly recovered from last month's cold, but uh, the nose is still a little shaky on me here, so it's it's not perfect. But there's there's something more here. This might be one of those scotches where you kind of get a cumulative effect when you have more than two or three sips and you start. That's kind of what I'm going getting for. Getting more of the flavors as they come out. As the stronger flavors start to deaden those parts of your taste buds and the other flavors <laughs> go through. <laughs> there's definitely, I mean, we do have that negative in that we do not, frankly, drink enough of any one scotch to mm -hmm. get a full experience. But, you know, we don't, we don't do like super small like super tasty pour tasting mm -hmm. pours we mm -hmm. we do a, a fairly all right pour so you, you can get a good experience off of it i'm almost getting a flowery bit in the in the late finish having taken several sips and letting mm -hmm. it sit there it, especially if i'm exhaling through my nose with my mouth closed well my lips are numb at this point so <laughs> yeah this this, this, this does is. have definitely some alcohol tickle to it yeah, the last sip for me almost had a syrupy type thing going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's still something I wish I could place, but yeah, you'll probably you'll I'm, probably hear it in the tasting notes. I'm, I'm definitely like, getting a floralness in the in the in the palate and finish now that I wasn't getting. But we'll uh, we'll let Dave enlighten us. So we're gonna give John the full experience to make up for that lack of last one foil. Yeah, that's um, right. <clears throat> you filigree, indeed. <laughs> Glengoyne Distillery takes its name from Glengoyne, Glen of the Wild Geese. The most perfect and romantic location for the making of Scotch whiskey. The pure water that filters off the hill of Dumgoyne tumbles down the softly wooded glen to a small waterfall above Glengoyne, Scotland's most beautiful distillery. The real taste of malt. Unlike most other single malt whiskies, Glengoyne has traditionally dried its malted barley using only warm air. This ensures that there is no overwhelming peat smoke in the finished malt. The result is a subtle, complex, and generally more satisfying whiskey in which all of the delicate flavors are fully expressed. I like how you pronounce the U there. Well, it's in there. <laughs> Glengoyne Malts have won a host of prestigious awards around the world, including the best of the best from Whiskey Magazine, gold and double gold medals at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition, and in the, well, who cares? Um, so they have lots of different things. They're verbose. They're, well, no, no, no. Actually, this was very, oh, very, very mild. Oh, okay. I have to admit, when we were talking about the, the waters and the glen, I, I ended up having the little hams jingle in my head from the yeah. little sky blue waters. Tasting notes. Appearance. Medium gold with a rich glow. Nose. Some sherry. Christmas pudding. Plenty of fruit. Plenty, plenty of fruit. Raisins, ripe apples. I, I, I Cedia says no to apples, and you know him. If there's a thought or a possibility of an apple, he is on it. Well, and I, naming to, to, it. To, to be fair, I did 
look for the possibility of a caramel apple thing and said maybe it was there, but it just wasn't enough for me to pull through. And tinned oranges in syrup. Hmm. Mouthfeel. Rich mouth coating. Initial taste. Malty. Treacle. There's that treacle thing. Slightly nutty. Mm. Orange peel. No. Apple compote. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Rich oak. After water. Pear drops and vanilla. <laughs> oh, shit. I, uh, I'd maybe give it the pear drops. Um, finish. Long and rich with spicy oak. I'll give it the yep. spice. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's spot on. And it was long. Yeah, it was. It was very long. Multi-award winning dram. One of the greats. Possibly the best pound-for-pound pound dram on the market. So, so, so apparently it was treacle that I was looking for. Treacle. All right. Hmm. So, as you can see, it really wants to be more than it is. Um, it says it's more than it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It really does. It really does say that it's more than it is. Man, I... I really don't want to give this a low score because it it wasn't it wasn't bad, but I am super disappointed in this. This was I don't know if my expectations and the fact that it said seventeen just like made me assume that it would be like decently tasty, but it was it was really not, and it certainly wasn't tasty for a seventeen year, and I. Honestly, I'd be super disappointed if I bought if I got this at a if I ordered this at a bar and this is what I got. So I'm gonna give it a two seven because it wasn't that bad, but it was not that good. Well, it's like it set the bar so high and really had no hopes of reaching that bar. And if I had read those tasting notes, would that have influenced you a bit more? Would you have? I would have looked told for them it? that they swapped scotches. Right. Because I. Did accidentally glance at the tasting notes halfway through, mm-hmm. and I couldn't find any of that stuff. Like I wasn't gonna say anything if I had, because I'd be afraid of sympathetic tasting. However, right. man, I really didn't get any of that even after. Mm-hmm. I, I would maybe be willing, and this is generous, to give it about half of what it said. I didn't get the orange peel at all. I did maybe think that there was some hint of apple, but not nearly the plenty of fruit they were looking for. Uh, the raisin, I would maybe be willing to give it in hindsight. The pepper was there, the, the oak finish was there, the maltiness I got. But in terms of things, uh, maybe it's just a cultural thing. I don't know what Christmas pudding is supposed to be, and therefore I can't speak to it. Um, treacle, uh, I'm an American. Uh, treacle's not something that's common here at least in the Midwest, so I, I don't really have a frame of reference in that either. Um, so it might have just been a, a cultural experience thing that I wouldn't have been able to, to answer that even if I'd wanted to. I think Dave's right. It's less than it could be, less than it should be. I'm going to be a little bit more generous than him, but still put it under average and call it a 2.9. Um, I'm going to follow suit with you, gentlemen. Um, again, knowing that was a 17, knowing that it was aspiring for being an award-winning dram mm-hmm. and not really getting that at all when I was drinking it. I would also give it like a 2.8. I mean, it's not bad in its own right. It's not my cup of tea. 
I prefer something smokier or smoother, one of the two, and it was neither. <laughs> so that was kind of disappointing, especially knowing that it was a 17 here. You'd expect something more exciting. Um, that said, had I bought the bottle, I wouldn't be smashing it on the sidewalk right. in rage. I would not. That, that's true. We have had a few where that might have been the best use. Pender it. Pender it. You really, yeah. Oh, I hate that I, so I, bad. The Welsh can't do scotch. That's, that's <laughs> so. What, what? What was? Was that possibly your ragiest scotch experience of the podcast? Where you just felt so betrayed? I'm, I'm still it? fairly certain it's not the lowest score he's ever given, but he rages on that one the most. He, he it, it sticks in his craw the most. No, th- that is literally the only one I've never finished. Wow, both times. <laughs> went back again. Wasn't my choice. Well. <laughs> no, the, the 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 first pass was during Scotch Club during Scotch before Club. the podcast, and mm-hmm. therefore, uh, since it was something that was available to us, and we try to do everything that's available to us to enlighten the public as to what they should and should not buy, uh, we know where Dave falls on the Pendred. <laughs> um, that's that's pretty much the answer to that. So. Before we get out of here, we should say that we are Extreme Tasting Lead Scotch. It can be found at scotch.xtlpodcast.com for those of you who are catching us on iTunes and therefore don't know that. Uh, Those of you finding us on Facebook through the posts uh, are taken to the site and therefore know where we are. Whether you've bookmarked it or not is up to you. Uh, We appreciate your patronage. Patronage, yes. yes, Do you have uh, anything in the... Couple of weeks that we've got here, the early part of March that you want, um, or 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 even past that, you got things coming yeah, up. That you yeah, yeah. Um, or I mean, websites the, you want to promote? No, definitely gigs coming up. But uh, dissociatesound.com. You can uh, hear my current work as dissociate. If you're into instrumental kind of science fiction, uh, noisy instrumental music, and then um, new album. Almost done with it. One more song to record. Just got it mastered. So probably, oh, early spring, I'll have a new album out. And I think if you like what I do, you'll like it. So Dave, why is it that we got the musical guest to go to maybe done music for the podcast on this late in the game? I, I don't know. It just happened that way. It's kismet. Yeah. Um, it's kismet. I see. I see. Well, we need to get out of here so that we can come back in two weeks. That's right. And that means we need a closing toast. We do need a closing so toast. So, guest. Okay. Do you have a closing toast? Because we always ask the guests. Yes. Have a I would toast. like to just say, first of all, thank you for having me. I wish you both good health, excellent scotch tasting, plentiful cheese. And um, let's tip this back for friends who cannot be here or with us. Cheers. In Cheers. memory. Cheers. Haha, uh-huh, Perrin.